This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey gang, welcome in. Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. Uh, I think that Daniel and I did as we uh, bring you back to Studio B for another edition of the Black and Blue Report. Our first this week as we had the Labor Day holiday off. Good to see you, my friend. You too. Hope you had a good Labor Day I weekend. I did. I had too much fun. I hope everybody else did too. Me so, too. Yeah. Uh, but I'm ready for this all now because once we clear Labor Day, it is on, on, on. And college football opened up last weekend. The NFL gets going tomorrow night. We'll talk about that in just a short time. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a good weekend. And relax. Yes. A little grilling. A lot of that. Yes. Yes. So all good. Uh, yes. Welcome in, everybody. Back to the Oscar Sports Performance Center. This is Studio B. This is the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Yes, you can hear some energy in our voices because it's our first big uh, actual game week uh, here at uh, Airline Drive. And uh, the Saints are getting set now for Monday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings. It's hard for me to wait all the way to Monday. Um, but I think it's great that national TV, the whole nine yards, to open the season. The good news is this. NFL football begins tomorrow night. Chiefs and Patriots. Defending champs. Yes. And it, it always stinks for the other team. They have to worry about, like the Chiefs, they have to worry about the defending champs. They're always at home on the first Thursday. Banner is going to be raised. The energy. It's such a hard game to play. Yeah, well, guess what? I, I, I know sympathy because here's what I'm a little upset about, and we'll talk about this more next week. So the Patriots will play tomorrow night, then do not have to play again until a week from Sunday here in New Orleans against the Saints. Meanwhile, the Saints will get the defending champs coming off of a road Monday night football game. You tell me how. Schedule makers, huh? Mm. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more on that next week. Uh, we'll be talking about Saints-Vikings, obviously, today. Saints legend and a broadcaster Deuce McAllister uh, makes his first visit of the regular season. He'll uh, get his... Thoughts out onto this podcast for us, and then we'll turn our attention to the Vikings a little bit later as Eric Smith from the Vikings Entertainment Network will give us a look inside Vikings camp here on the uh, on the brink of the regular season. So good stuff there. All right, so that's Thursday night football as uh, Chiefs-Patriots. There is one change the NFL calendar this weekend, and that is the Miami Dolphins game has been moved to week 11. They yeah. take on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Okay, well, both cities are in the bullseye at the moment. So wishing them all the best, but uh, that game has been moved now to their open. They shared an open bye week, which was incredible. That, that does work out. work out. And so, I think that was the right move. I know a lot of the talk was to move it to a neutral loca- neutral location, but Miami was already losing a home game from London. Yes. They would lose another home game. And one, I think both teams need to focus on their families and one just preparing for the hurricane that totally they agree. shouldn't have to be worried about preparing for a game at all. So, the NFL made the right decision of just moving it to week 11. Yes, they have to play 16 straight weeks now, but I think they'd rather be safe and not worry about this hurricane. Yeah, okay. I totally agree. Totally agree. I agree with Miami's decision, University of Miami, not to send their football team to Jonesboro, Arkansas, for their game this weekend. Yeah, no, the, there is no weather problem at Arkansas State, but it's just let's not send uh, 89 college players, staff, and coaches, and everybody else uh, to a place where then if they can't get back home, then you got a real problem. you got a marooned group of people. So right. let's, let's not do that. So wishing everyone all the best, obviously, with, with Irma. And, uh, and I'm hoping that things continue to progress over in Texas as well. So good stuff. I'm glad, glad we covered that. 
All right, before we get to our two interviews previewing uh, this weekend's games, um, I do want to touch on basketball for a moment. Uh, number one, it will be pretty much any moment now where we're going to see the bulk of the Pelicans back here on campus at the Osher Sports Performance Center getting ready for their season coming up. If you looked at the calendar, see all this hit me after Labor Day. So yes, I have looked media, at the calendar. Yeah, media Day is the 25th, and so that means training camp officially starts then, but you and I full well know they're going to be working out together in some form or fashion leading up to camp. Yeah, I think some are trickling in now. I think okay. after Labor Day is a lot of them come in and start working out. Yes. So we're we're here at the risk of getting into some kind of trouble here. Can we can we stop this whole Cleveland wants to trade their draft pick now that that they acquired from the Nets and it's you know one day it's Anthony Davis, one day it's DeMarcus Cousins, one day it's this guy or whatever. Are people so desperate to help the Cavaliers out or want to see the Cavaliers be something that they will throw anything against the wall? I don't know what it is. Just when, and this is just me, uh, I don't know why I would think this, that maybe this talk should be over now, but just when I think, okay, maybe people are going to stop talking about it, a national radio show tweeted out something yesterday. Well, hey, it works out where Kevin Love and the Nets first round pick would go for Anthony Davis just because the money will work. Yeah, that trade machine, it's fine and dandy. I'm sure a lot of things money-wise can work, but I'm just so sick of the AD rumors that, yes, I'm sure every team wants Anthony Davis, and I can't blame them. So, okay, maybe I should just be happy that we yeah. have somebody that is so coveted by others. You can you only laugh at these things. Okay, fair enough. Thank you for talking me off the ledge a little bit. But I just want people not to panic about it. Fair <laughs> enough. And quit starting these rumors, people. No more rumors. It ain't just happening. straight up Pelican stuff coming your way here shortly as yes. these guys get back into town. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, let's get to our first time out, my friend, and then we'll welcome in Deuce McAllister. The Deuce is loose. Yes, to start our game week conversation after this. If you don't want to miss out on any of the action, get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus text with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Black and Blue Report. Our special guest on this Wednesday, of course, the Saints legend, Deuce McAllister will be on the radio call with Jim Henderson and Christian Garrick come Monday night from Minneapolis. And uh, Deuce, first of all, opening on a Monday night, I think that's pretty special for any franchise, especially ours. It's definitely special. And, you know, what the guys know is all eyes are on you. And, you know, uh, whether you go out there and you do really well or you kind of sneak up the joint, other teams will be watching you. So to get that honor and opportunity to open on Monday night is definitely special for not only franchise, but for the players as well. Deuce, did you flush the preseason and just move forward, or did you take something from what you saw in training camp or at the preseason games toward this regular season opener? Well, I think you have to take a little bit from it. I mean, I think that, that it is important that you do, but at the end of the day, when you pull up those stats, when you pull up those numbers, it says zero. I mean, and so there was improvement from not only a player standpoint, but from a team standpoint, 
but you have a clean slate at this point. And so the thing that you can go back and do is now at least I have a little bit of film on my opponent. And so I know that, you know, at least I can get a, a pretty good judge or a feel of some of the things that, you know, individually what he likes to do. Fair enough. Any surprises for you coming into the uh, 53-man roster, the way it's shaped out? Well, I think the biggest surprise is Trey Edmonds. I mean, because you really didn't know um, what his status was. You kind of had an idea, and you knew that they liked him for his ability to be able to play special teams. But, I mean, you're looking at a Daniel Lasko 2.0, and you know he, he was probably the biggest surprise. I mean, uh, Mitchell Lovin had made a move where it was going to be really, really tough for them to uh, let him go. I mean, he would have been picked up fairly quickly. Um, you know, I, I, I think the, the maneuvering um, as far as adding two players, quarterback as well as a, a wide receiver, um, when you understand what Willie Sneed is going through, some of that makes sense. And then, you know, you, we know long-term there has to be some type of answer for Drew Brees. So uh, it, it's, it's always going to be fluid that first week. And then it kind of settles down as far as your roster is concerned. And the part that you have to try to uh, um, dodge as best as possible are, are the injuries. And, you know, hopefully um, none of them are long-term for us. You know, we obviously are dealing with Armstead and, and Delvin Bro at this point. But, you know, any other injuries, you don't want them to be a long-term factor. Yeah, I agree. Um, what about the rookie situation here? I know the depth chart says one thing, but in all reality here, um, what do you think the rookie impact will be on the two deep here, even in week one for the Saints, Deuce? Well, and even even the depth chart, I wouldn't I wouldn't pay too much into it. I mean, even if, if if a rookie is listed as a starter, it doesn't really matter, you know, because how much of the game is he actually playing? That's that's the question. I mean, uh, it, it could be a symbolic move, or you know, some guys may have um, incentives in their contract if they're listed as a starter, which I understand, I get. But how much are they contributing? And, you know, I think when you look at that draft class of not only every player making your 53, but I think that every player will contribute. And, uh, you, you you know, originally it looked like the top three guys, uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, Lattimore, and Ryan Ramchick, would be the ones that would be the talk of the tale. But, you know, <laughs> Trey Henderson, no, 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 not so fast. And then Alpha Dean Muhammad, has been phenomenal, and you know I think that he will only continue to get better and better. So they've got themselves a pretty good rookie class, and so those guys just have to understand that it's not all about them. And when I say that, I mean it in the, in the best way, as far as just carve your role, fit into a piece of that puzzle. You know, you don't have to go out and be uh, the All-American or the All-Pro. This team's just need you to be fit in your role, and you know they have enough other pieces that will definitely uh, help to make it go along. I may as well get to the question that I get the most, and probably you do too right now, and and that's this: the fans want to know, Deuce, is this Saints team better than what we've seen the last couple of seasons, or better equipped, maybe more specifically? Now, my question I get is AP. You know, obviously they want to know how Adrian is doing, and <laughs> that's the one that we get the most. But, you know, when you look at this team, one thing I tell people right away is, hey, look, this team is faster. Now, I don't know if faster, uh, particularly on defense, I don't know if that equates wins, but I do know that they should be able to create more pressure and they should be able to create more turnovers. Normally those two 
do, um, you know, uh, apply the winds. And so that's the one thing that it's all about. It's a bottom line business. But when you look at this team, and and it's hard to compare it before before the season uh, even starts. But just looking at it from the raw eye and covering practices as we do, we know that it's a fast unit. We know that it's so far, or at least in the preseason, it has been a better tackling unit. Now those things have to uh, translate to the regular season. Well, you brought up Adrian Peterson, Deuce. Let's talk about the big storyline <laughs> for Monday night. Um, is it is it fair to blow this out of proportion a little bit? Is it fun to do that? Well, for us as, as as reporters and people that cover the team, of course it is. But when you actually get into that building, I think it's a non-factor for him. Right up until the night of the game or the game, uh, that the, the day of the game, and then the emotions will really kind of hit him. And, and, and there will be some emotions before then, you know, him flying into the airport, him riding a bus, him seeing and being so familiar with so many people in the, in the building, uh, all those things will happen on the curve for him. I mean, obviously the Saints, the offense, they want to do well. They want him to do well uh, because it's this former team. And, you know, he was he, he was that franchise for so long. So um, at the end of the day, yes, all of that matters. But it is very, very minute to them winning that game because obviously that is what they want more so than any other thing that we talked about before. How do you think Sean Payton will use these running backs? Um, he's got a difficult task. I think that um, when you when you first looked at it, uh, there was there was an opportunity for a few guys: uh, Kobe Fleener, Willie Snead, uh, Brandon Coleman, and even Tommy Lee Lewis. There were some touches because Brandon Cooks was not available. Now you don't have Willie Snead. There will be touches enough for all of those guys, and Sean will mix and match and be able to get those guys in space, you know, particularly Alvin Kamara, you know, and I think Mark Mark will obviously take over some of those touches that Cooks and Steve um, got before, but, you know, uh, the early success they have on first down will be critical because now there's more opportunities for everybody to be able to get the ball, and, you know, that's just more touches for you. Yeah, it's an interesting watch, to say the least. Uh, as we visit on this Wednesday, Deuce, have you had a chance to really look at Minnesota yet? And if so, what do you know? Well, I just know that they are always a strong, strong defense. And, you know, you talk about it starts up front with that, that defensive line, you know, Daniel Hunter and, and – uh, Edwards is the other defensive end that they uh, they just pays. Then you know you look at the cornerback situation. You've got Terrence Newman, you've got Xavier Rhodes, and they just added Tremaine Brock, who is an outstanding corner and kind of a nickel guy from San Francisco. And you know Harrison Barnes is that one safety. Uh, probably if not, you know these two guys at linebacker they don't get talked about a lot like Luke Keekley and um, you know Thomas Davis, but pound for pound and, and for your money. These two are really good, you know, that, that, that linebacker core, uh, the, uh, both of those guys from UCLA. So, they're going to have their hands full as far as how they want to attack them defensively. And I do think that they have some weaknesses, uh, but from a defensive standpoint, the Saints will have some, some struggles at times just because it's a really good defense. You know, they like to play um, at least with a cover four or cover two sale, you know, and not walk those safeties down. 
just because their corners do tackle really well. I mean, uh, Newman has played for a long, long time, and Xavier Rhodes, he just got paid. I mean, and so, you know, obviously they like what he can do. And, you know, when you look at Zimmerman, even for when he was in Dallas, that's really what he hung his head on. You know, he is a defensive heart-nosed guy, and so that's where it starts with them, you know, uh, uh, on, on that side of the ball. I do, like I said, I do think that they can have some success but it won't be a, a, a pretty day, so to speak, as far as when you look at that defense, just because they create and cause so many problems for you. Yeah, that's going to be fun to watch. It's it's a clash of two, uh, I guess, immovable objects there, Saints offense versus their defense. I, that's what I'm looking forward to, I think, most. Deuce, you're a good man. I appreciate it. I know it's a busy week here as we get ready to open the season, and uh, I hope that you enjoy every bit of it, including the uh, look at the new stadium up there on Monday night. Yeah, it should be fun. I mean, I'm interested to see, you know, this is uh, a cold weather uh, a venue that will host the Super Bowl. So uh, let's go get familiar with it and have a return date later on. I'm liking the way you're thinking there, Deuce McAllister. Enjoy, and thank you again. No problem. Thank you for having me on. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. I'm Jerry Robson, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Let's continue here on the Black and Blue Report this Wednesday. Again, thanks to Deuce McAllister. Got a lot of Saints info from him in previewing Monday night's game. Now we turn our attention to the Minnesota Vikings, who are getting set to open their season as well on Monday night football. And to help us do that, we say hello to Eric Smith, team reporter for the Vikings Entertainment Network. Eric, Happy New Year to you. Hey, you too. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. I'm so excited that we're done with the preseason and training camp, and now we'll turn our attention to regular season football. And unfortunately, we have to wait a little bit longer than most, all the way until Monday night. But isn't it fun to talk Saints and Vikings on a Monday night football slate? It is. It is. Yeah, I know all of us up here in Minnesota are excited to get going. I definitely agree. Yeah, it's been a long wait. It feels like the 2016 season ended two years ago. Uh, you know, especially for our teams, when when you don't make the playoffs, it feels like an extra long wait. And so, yeah, I think we're all ready to get going up here. What kind of a mood uh, has uh, have the Vikings fans found themselves in following training camp in the preseason? I think it's pretty optimistic. I mean, obviously the backbone of our team is the defense. And, you know, the Vikings didn't really lose any big-name Pieces on defense, pretty much every starter is coming back. We, we, we did lose Captain Munnerlin, who was our slot cornerback. Um, pretty much all of our base defense starters are, are back. Obviously, Chad Greenway retired. Um, but, the, but all the big names are back. You know, Everson Griffin, Linval Joseph, Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith, all, all the big guys are back. And um, that's obviously where our, our team starts on defense. Um, then on offense, obviously, Sam Bradford is back for his second season. We have a retooled offensive line and uh, hopefully a pretty exciting rookie running back. So, yeah, I think there's there's some optimism after last year, which was just a roller coaster in, in a lot of different senses. It, it sure was. Defensively, with so much talent, Eric, on that side of the football, 
there's got to be some intangible or something about that defense that really, I guess, pushes them over the edge of being just a bunch of talented guys to really being a strong, solid, exciting unit to watch. What do you think that is? Well, I think they've, they've played together for a while now. This, this is going to be the fourth year under Mike Zimmer, who him himself is, you know, a, a defensive mastermind. You know, he's one of the best defensive coaches in, in the league. I think the continuity, you know, the fact that they have played together for, for, for pretty much, you know, three, four years. But if there's one, I guess, scheme or one thing that kind of stands out, it's the double-A gap uh, situation that, that Zimmer likes to bring. You know, he brings the two middle linebackers up, that's Anthony Barr and, and Eric Kendricks, and brings them up in the middle and, and lines them up over the center. Um, and so it looks like, you know, there could be six, seven guys listen, but Sometimes they blitz, sometimes one blitzes, sometimes they both drop into coverage. It's designed to kind of confuse the offense, and it works. I mean, that's, that's kind of like a third down package they go to most of the time. But, uh, yeah, it definitely creates chaos for the opposing offense. You mentioned the roller coaster ride that was last year. Heck, it was, what, almost, what, a year to the day uh, ago that you all signed Sam Bradford to be your quarterback. And, and then he goes out and has one of his best seasons uh, of his career, if not the best season of his career. What, what, what did he do so well, or how? Why did he fit in so quickly with that Vikings unit? I think just because he's talented. You know, I mean, not many people around here knew much about Sam when he arrived, and it was so kind of helter skelter when he did arrive because you know, he got here. We traded for him, I think, eight days before the start of the regular season, and you know, he made his first start two weeks later. I've kind of likened it, you know, and other people have too, to essentially, essentially like imagine you're, you're in high school and you're taking Spanish class and you're focused on Spanish and then all of a sudden you get thrown into, into French class and you got to learn a whole new language and you have a big exam coming up every week, obviously, in, in games. And that's kind of what it was like for him. He was thrown into the fire and he had to kind of learn on the fly and, and everyone did, you know, the wide receivers had to kind of pick up his style and, and you know, and that, you know, I thought Sam played really well, and that was behind an offensive line that, that struggled, you know, both with injuries and play. You know, we had 12 different guys play play on the line. We had five starters alone at left tackle. Um, you know, I, I give Sam a lot of credit, and I think a lot of other people do too, just with his toughness. You know, he, he took some shots a lot last year, and he hung in there, and, and I think a lot of people were impressed. You mentioned the offensive line and that rotating – turnstile look to that thing last year and so here I look at basically all new starters for you guys across the offensive line and I would have to think Eric that there there isn't really a any drama to this because of all that happened last year that I guess that if there's one team that can absorb five new starters across the front it would be Minnesota right yeah yeah I think so yeah and and you are right we have five new starters our right guard is uh, Joe Berger, who actually started at center for most of last year, but uh, you know, with him switching positions, we don't have a, a guy who is starting who was in the same spot last year. You know, we have a new left tackle in Riley Reese, who we signed from the Lions. Um, left guard is Nick Easton, who played a little center, so he's kind of moved moved over to the left side. Uh, the rookie center is Pat Elfline out of Ohio State. People around here are pretty high on him. Berger is the right guard, and then uh, we signed Mike Rimmers, who used to be, I'm sure you guys know him, he used to be with the Panthers, and um, yeah, he's, he's the right tackle. So a bunch of fresh faces, um, you know, and the hope is that if they can gel together and 
you know, play play well. I mean, I don't think they even need to be a top five line. If they can just play anything better than last year, that, that's going to help the offense. Eric Smith from the Vikings Entertainment Network here with us on Black and Blue Report. Eric, please tell me more about Dalvin Cook. He's exciting. I mean, I think we were all surprised when we drafted him in the second round at number uh, 41. We traded up seven spots to get him. Personally, I thought he was going to be gone in the first round, and I'm sure a lot of other people did too. He's just, you know, he's he's good. I mean, he he has impressed a lot of people here. Um, you know, for only being a rookie, he's he's going to start week one. He's he's the feature. He's going to mix it in a little bit with Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon. You know, to kind of form a three-headed attack at times. But uh, everything we've seen, Cook is has established himself as the main guy. He can he can run the ball. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, he's gotten praise from a lot of coaches for his pass protection. Uh, so it's early, you know, and we'll see how he does in, in the regular season. But for now, it, it seems like he's the real deal. All right. Well, that's the perfect lead into the Adrian Peterson question, isn't it? Are folks up there talking about AD's return to Minneapolis? I think the question is who isn't talking about <laughs> it. Um yeah, that's obviously a big topic, you know, both, you know, amongst players, you know, media asking players and, you know, fans are obviously going crazy about it. You know, it'll it'll be, you know, it'll be weird. I'm sure it'll be emotional. You know, there's definitely a lot of hype around it. You know, but one thing the Vikings, members of the Vikings defense have talked about ever since Adrian signed with the Saints and then the schedule came out, you know, the joke was always in practice that the defense – couldn't hit him you know even though he didn't have a red non-contact jersey on he he almost kind of did because obviously no one wants him to get hurt but yeah Vikings players you know Everson Griffin talked about it yesterday he's like I've been waiting to hit him for for 10 years you know eight years it seems like and I think I think it'll be a it'll be a good challenge for Adrian you know going against our stout defense but it'll certainly be a challenge for our defense you know trying to stop him when he gets ahead of steam what will the reception be like for him uh, amongst the Vikings faithful? You know, I think it'll be pretty, pretty positive. Um, I mean, and that's just a guess. I, I, if I had to guess, yeah, I think it'll be pretty positive, mm-hmm. mostly cheers and applause. So let's talk a little bit more about the matchup, Eric. You know, you, you've mentioned the defense, and rightfully so, one of the best in the NFL. It's, it's loaded. It's, it does a great job up front. Uh, the cornerbacks have such talent. You added another one this week. So here's this defense going up against this top five offense that we find in the New Orleans Saints. Uh, is that really the big overlying story here for this matchup, or is there something more that intrigues you about what we might see on Monday night? No, no, I think I think that's it. You know, um, when I was kind of thinking about what I was excited to watch in, in Monday's game, the first thing I wrote down was offense versus defense. You know, power versus power. You know, not that you guys have a power running game, but, you know, just a high-powered offense. Um, you know, I'm excited to see how we handle Drew Brees. I mean, without a doubt, a future Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, how if, if our pass rush, you know, Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter can, can get to him. Um, you know, and you guys obviously have a wide variety of weapons on offense. And, yeah, I think it's, it's strength versus strength, and that, that's – easily the most excited part of the game that I'm looking forward to. I am too. I think both teams are excited about getting a good, fast start to the season as the Saints have not won an opener in a couple of years and after Minnesota's roller coaster ride last year. 
I think it'll be a very intriguing matchup on Monday. Eric, I'm looking forward to it, and I hope that you enjoy the game as well. Okay. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Eric Smith with us from the Vikings Entertainment Network. All right. Uh, thanks to Eric Smith and also to Deuce McAllister and to you as well for being a part of our Wednesday here on uh, what we determined to be No Appointment Radio. Always is. Yes. It's nice. Back with you on Friday. That'll be another good addition. We'll be talking to uh, the Saints this week uh, after practice to get you that on Friday. Anticipate hearing from Ian Eagle either on Friday or Monday to preview the game. Ian will be calling the uh, national radio broadcast of the Saints and Vikings for Westwood One. He's also the star of the hit movie Southpaw. Yes. Just kidding. He brought that up earlier to him, and he laughed. So that was pretty funny. But we'll be visiting with him to get, help us get ready for the game. Maybe hearing from somebody on the Monday Night Football crew. That would be outstanding. In the meantime, enjoy the football tomorrow night. You have big plans for Patriots Chiefs? I'm out of town, so I'll be watching it You'll for be a watching. Excellent. I will not disclose my location. That's fair. I will watch in, uh, in preview mode for the Patriots for week two against the saints i'm excited i'm, I'm glad it's it's finally here yes i am too all right enjoy the football everybody i hope that you enjoyed our visit today and we'll talk to you on friday otherwise ongoing coverage at neworleansaints.com all week and uh, we'll also talk some pelicans basketball i think by week's end as well take care everyone have a great and safe week as best you can